welcome to a new episode of Showing Up Solo. These days, it's not enough to be a small business owner. You also have to be an online marketing expert, an accountant, a website designer, a content creator, and the list goes on. You know how important marketing is, but if you're spending all your time selling your services, how will you have any time left to actually provide them? That's where Showing Up Solo comes in. Showing Up Solo is a video podcast giving you the ins and outs of online marketing from solopreneurs just like you. Tune in every other Wednesday for easy to implement advice, guest experts, and plenty of food analogies. Thanks for tuning in. And now, on to the main episode. and welcome to another episode of Showing Up Solo. Today's format is a little different and a little special. Um, I have brought together some of my favorite fellow coaches, podcast hosts, and solopreneurs to talk about networking, but not just networking, networking for introverts, because that is really hard to do when you are introverted. So. Um, I'm going to let my wonderful panel of guests introduce themselves one by one, um, because I am joined by four amazing women. So to start things off, uh, Shannon, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, let them know what you do, and let's find out, are you an introvert? Sure, so I'm Shannon Russell. Um, I am a career transition coach and host of the Second Act Success Career Podcast, I am an ambivert. I used to be a crazy extrovert. And I think since the pandemic, I am a lot more introverted. Yeah, I think that that can be said for a lot of people. Yeah. Jane, why don't you introduce yourself now? You've been a guest before on the show. So listener, longtime listeners might remember you. <laughs> Glad to be back. Um, I'm Jane Carter. I'm a business coach. Um, I I'm also a therapist, um, but mostly I'm a business coach and I love working with solopreneurs who want to have more fun and money and freedom in their businesses. And I, I often say I'm an extroverted introvert, so I can be outgoing, but only in bursts mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm exhausted. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amber, Amber, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I think uh, we do have another episode with you coming out. I just, because you know me, I'm super ahead of it and batch my content. I'm not sure if people have heard it yet or if it's still to come, but for everyone who's listening, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, My name is Amber. Um, I'm from Hey Amber, (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, because that's what everybody always says. Hey Amber, can you help? So um, I do uh, copywriting. Uh, project management and web design for female coaches, therapists, storytellers, creatives um, like that. Um, I have always been an introvert since uh, I think I popped out of the womb, but I was also um, kind of just in this last year or so, kind of, uh, I was diagnosed as autistic. So I think that also explains um, part of my introvertedness personality um because I think it's just people (laughs) people are scary (laughs) 
totally get that. 100%. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, Amber. And Cindy, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Cindy. I'm with Mountain Practice Journeys, and I'm a life and business coach and mentor, and I usually specialize in working with introverts and highly sensitive people and um, people that are really wanting to incorporate more mystical elements into their their work and their life. And as I mentioned, since that's who I work with, I am a super introvert and a highly sensitive person as well. <laughs> Okay. I love that. I love that we've got a real mix here as well. Um, I uh, personally, I, I'm an introvert. I always used to say that I was like shy and I would just pretend not to be shy by being confident. <laughs> but I know that introvert, being introverted is not the same as being shy. Um, what my understanding and maybe some of the therapists <laughs> listen, like therapists here can help with my definition, but what I understand as being introverted is that you are drained by social situations, whereas an extrovert is energized by them. So you can figure out which you are based on whether if you go to a party, do you leave like pumped up and like recharged? Or if you need to recharge, do you seek solitude or at least a quieter sort of environment? Am I on the right path with that uh, definition? That's correct. <laughs> That's how I read it for sure. Good. <laughs> Good, good. Because it's it's there's a lot of misconceptions out of there. A lot of people think that introversion is just shyness, and shyness implies that it's something you can get over. I would love to know um, what what you think um, are some of the kind of misconceptions about being introverted, and some of like the roadblocks that can get in your way of getting out there as an introvert. Well, I love what you mentioned about the shyness, because as a child, I was really shy in addition to be in an introvert and highly sensitive person. But probably after college, I got over being shy just because you had to get up and give presentations and all of that. And so I got more comfortable just being able to talk to people or have conversations with people. So I feel like there is that distinction, like you mentioned, I don't consider myself shy anymore, but I'm still very much an introvert in that I can go to a networking event. I can go do those things, but I really have to pace myself because even though I'm excited about it, I, I enjoy, you know, um, getting to know people in my area and other colleagues and everything. It's like, even though I want to be there longer, sometimes I have to leave early because I'm just so overwhelmed and, and I just need to get away to recharge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I'm completely opposite. Like, um, I, I thought I was shy growing up. Um, then actually I didn't even know the words introvert, extrovert until I was probably in my twenties. Um, this was like before internet and stuff. Right. And so somebody mentioned introvert and I was like, what's that? And, you know, Google was finally available and stuff. And I finally learned what it was. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's me. I'm an introvert makes sense looking back on my life, but I'm also still very, very shy. And I hate any kind of, um, any of those events in school, anytime we had to do group projects or anytime we had to do one of those things where you do a project and then somebody had to present the project or any kind of in-person thing absolutely terrifies me. But 
now, I don't know if that's also, I also, um, I'm diagnosed with um, multiple anxieties, including uh, social anxiety, and then the autism, which is a newer uh, development. So now looking back on my life through that lens is kind of like, oh, I wonder if that kind of explains it. But for me, yeah, introvert through and through and any kind of um, social anything just absolutely utterly exhausts me and terrifies me. And I'm, I'm um, the kind of person that if I know I have to do something, like if there's an event or um, if I'm going somewhere to socialize, I think about it for the whole day and I'm almost (laughs) pre-exhausted because I know how much effort it's going to take from me to then go. And then, you know, I might have fun, like totally have fun while I'm there, but then yeah, after I'm just wiped and I sometimes need a day or two to recover before I'm just like, don't talk to me. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know what? I, I have always been kind of the opposite. I was the party planner in my group of friends. I was always really outgoing and never shy, but I feel like recently, maybe it's because I host a podcast and I talk to clients all the time and I've run another business that I'm always talking to people. And I realized that in the past year or so, I really needed more time. So I don't want to socialize as much with friends. Like I'm fine talking on the phone, but I don't want to get dressed and go out. And Amber, what you were saying just last week, I was supposed to go to a local networking event that one of my clients actually invited me to. I made myself so sick like physically got sick and could not go. And I was like, why is my stomach hurting? Why is my stomach hurting? And my husband said, I don't think you want to go. And that was the first time that's ever happened. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to officially be like more introverted now. And I didn't go and I felt so bad, but it just clearly, I wasn't meant to be there that particular night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, um, oh, Jane, did you want to um, add something? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, and this this podcast is actually a really good example. I, I'm so appreciative of the ways there seems, maybe it's just me, but it seems like there's more understanding of introversion and appreciation for it and just naming it that, hey, this is a thing and it's okay. And like mugs that I'm introverting now. And I'm like, thank you that this is validated. Because <laughs> I feel like... Um, I mean, I know I, yeah, I used to kind of beat up on myself for like, why don't I want to do more? And and it's so nice to be able to go, oh, this is my introversion. I'm allowed to, I kind of see it more almost like it's, it's energy management now rather than am I social enough or am I being shy or, you know, I just feel like there's less stigma that you yeah. be attached to it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It's less about like, I don't like spending time with people because I absolutely love spending time with people. It's just, does it pull energy from me or does it uh, put energy back in me? What activities do one and what activities do the other? Um, And I think one of the things I think Amber said, and, and, um, and Jane, you've also picked up on is, is um, the way that technology and social media and all of this stuff has actually changed I think how we network and show up. Whereas um, before we had social media invading every aspect of our lives, you could 
pretty much get along okay like unless you had to go to a big in-person meeting or speak in front of people but now especially in this um, online service industry industry we have to show up show up ourselves so much in our marketing online even if it's a one-way conversation i know i personally i find it very draining i'm at coming to the end today of a three-day live challenge and even though i wasn't conversing i was presenting and i am exhausted um and i think like what do you think do you think social media has made it harder or easier um, as a as an introvert to show up in your marketing and to network. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love <it>. yes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say both as well, because it can um there are some ways that it makes it easier. Like you don't have to if you're going to record a video, you don't have to leave your house like that. So that does make it easier where you can just hop online and do something. But then that can also be so very draining as well. And you can miss that in-person really special connection that you might have with someone and that building of community in person. So yeah, I think it can go both ways. I have yet to really put myself online just because I am really scared. <laughs> um, I think about it all the time and I'll come up with ideas, but it's just, I think for me, the thought of doing it, starting it and then doing it and then maintaining it itself seems exhausting and mm. having to constantly come up with the ideas, having to constantly um, like do myself up or, you know, present myself in a certain way seems exhausting. and. Um, yeah, I just, I, it's, I like watching, <laughs> I like watching other people, um, but I don't know, I'm, I haven't tried it yet, but so far, just the thought of it is uh, still too scary for me. So I don't know, ask me in a year once I've hopefully tried it. <laughs> Well, so just for context, everyone as well, Amber and I have been working together um, in kind of a mentor-mentee kind of capacity for the last few months. And so this was one of my little pushes for you, wasn't it, Amber? One of my loving little kicks in the butt um, where I made you show up <laughs> and get on a video. This was, I know, really scary for you. And I cannot say how much I appreciate you doing it. I wanted to give shaking. you a little, I wanted to give you a step towards it where the pressure wasn't on your platforms it was on mine mm -hmm. so I hope you're having a good time <laughs> uh, yes I am I I really do appreciate it um I think part of my struggle is is I I think people can tell is I I talk a little differently which I've learned is part of being autistic I didn't realize that autistic people had kind of like um a different flow in how they talk and I think it's because you're kind of thinking as you speak, but I, I think maybe introverted people do that too. I, I don't know. I don't, do you, <laughs> do you think as you speak? Because I notice that sometimes I, I get awkward and I'll blurt something because I'm, you know, just awkward being an introvert and I'll blurt something and I'll be like, Oh no. <laughs> and then you go home and you think about that for, you know, the next 10 years, you'll just be laying in bed and be like, Oh my God, remember that time I said that thing and it was really dumb. <laughs> So <laughs> can I jump in and say, first of all, I appreciate your vulnerability <laughs> during this, but also I, I, I suspect others in the room are, are 
feeling the same way. Like I, not for a second when you, and, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you and then generalize it. Like <laughs> you, you don't, you haven't come across awkwardly to me at all. Like oh. as soon as you sat down, I was like, Oh, look at this like attractive put together human. Who's, you know, you, you come across as confident. Oh, and, and I, I think one of the things like as someone who, you know, I've had to work on how I show up socially. Um, one of the things that really helped was having others go, Hey, everyone's thinking about how they're doing. No one is pulling, you know, picking you apart as much as you are to yourself. Mm. And, and sometimes I'm still, if I'm nervous about going into a social situation, I will remind myself, no one's paying attention. <laughs> like get over yourself, Jane, like you're, you're fine. Everyone's going to assume confidence and let's prove otherwise. Um, so I think that can be helpful for introverts who are like, is everyone noticing how quiet I am? No, (laughs) they're not. They're thinking about how am I doing? How am I doing? And, um, and, and again, back to you, Amber, you're, you're coming across in a really lovely way. So I just want to give you that feedback, but thank you again. I thank you for your vulnerability. I, yeah, Amber, I agree. You don't come across if you hadn't said anything. I don't think anyone listening would have even had a clue because you don't come across as awkward as you think you do. And this actually, Jay, what you were saying just reminds me of that. Um, how many people here are Shit's Creek fans? Because I, I love Shit's Creek. There's this episode where David has to renew his driver's license and he's just like freaking out about it and worrying about like everything. And Alexis just says to him, nobody cares. <laughs> and so that's what I'll like I'll have Alexis in the back of my mind if I'm stressing I'll just go nobody cares and you know like nobody cares what's going on with you they care about what's going on with them so just show up and you'll realize it's not as bad as you think it as you think it is and I wanted to mention something about the vulnerability piece because it's something that I've experimented with and it makes things so much easier for me so sometimes if I go into a situation and I'm nervous like I say that I am and I tell the other person or I tell the group like and then once I say it it's like I'm not anymore because other people know and I'm not trying to hide it from anyone so it's like it almost gives you freedom to let that nervousness go a little bit more because everybody knows about it and like you said nobody cares yeah I love that I love that Shannon I know that you've been nodding your head a lot did you have anything you wanted to add in just that I think I disagree with everyone so much I think it's it's really all about like how you take care of yourself so there'll be days where I'm just like I'm too busy I can't show up online and then I think oh god is everyone gonna wonder why I'm not posting and I the same thing nobody cares no one's paying attention so take care of me during that time and if I just need to be with myself and not post then it's okay so we just have to forgive ourselves a lot of times when we feel we're criticizing ourselves and we don't need to do that yeah absolutely so um we so we've talked a bit about like the pressures of showing up but let's actually talk about what we're here to talk about was networking. So I, I would love to know what kind of networking experiences or things you do to network right now um, and what kind of challenges can get in the way for introverts. Well, I'll, I'll start with just my in-person one that I did not make last week. I realized, okay, well, don't harp on that. You clearly weren't ready to go. 
but you know, I'm still looking for other local in-person um, networking events to go to. And I just network a lot online. I'm in a lot of different groups where I look forward to talking to them. I'm in my home on Zoom talking and that feels better to me. Um, I still make sure I'm not showing up in my pajamas, but I am at least putting myself together and that makes me feel better. And I feel like that is what works for me right now. And when that you know, in-person thing comes, and then I'll be able to show up. But I think it's those, finding those little groups where you feel comfortable with each other and you're happy to speak out loud and you're sharing and you're learning. That can be just as valuable as meeting someone you've never met before in person and just trading business cards, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jane, I know that a lot of your practice, a lot of your marketing strategies involves a lot of in-person events. You host a lot of in-person events and you have a bit of a reputation for being an amazing party planner. <laughs> Do you think having the event be your own event makes it easier? Yes. I, I, it's funny. At some point I realized, I think throwing parties is a coping mechanism for social anxiety <laughs> because, oh, I mean, I love people, but also I realized like, I, I'm never, I joke that I'm never the life of the party, but I'm usually the one hosting it because I love to bring people together, but then I get to play hostess and be flitting around, making sure everyone's okay. Like I don't have to sit there and come up with something to talk about because, oh, sorry, I got to make sure we've got enough canapes or whatever. So it's funny at some point I, I just realized, oh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> This is how I cope. And and I mean, in, in my coaching business, I love bringing people together too. Um, and actually Cindy and I were both in Asheville and we've, we've hosted retreats together and Cindy has definitely shown up for some of my parties, um, pictures to prove it. Um, but I do think it, it's not even just the actual act of being the hostess, but um, again, it takes some of the how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing thing? Or like, how's my energy? And it shifts it into how's everybody else doing, mm. you know, and, and, um, something that's been helpful in group networking settings is to kind of take a beat and go, okay, who here looks uncomfortable that I can go talk to, or, you know, how can I bring something to the table rather than what are people going to think of me? And that, that helps lower the anxiety. Um, and the other thing I'll say that's been really helpful, and this is just kind of over the course of years, but it, as an introvert is managing my expectations of, hey, I don't have to have 10 conversations. That, you know, if I have one, maybe two good conversations or make connections, then I can check the box and say, okay, that was great, Jane, you did enough. You know, that's, that's, that's a successful networking situation um again so I don't wear myself out but yeah anyway hostessing is it's a great you know fun fact everybody it's a great way to manage your introversion and your social anxiety yeah it's like have it on your own terms right oh we're gonna network I'm gonna network but it's gonna be on my terms yeah and especially like it's if it's in my house I know where I can go hide and lock the door <laughs> You know, I know where the junk room is that I've hidden all this stuff that I didn't have time to clean up and I can go like hang out in that room for a few minutes and just take a few deep breaths and get my energy back up. And I mean, it's strategy y'all. It's a strategy. Most people don't realize it, <laughs> but I'm also happy for people to be having fun. So, yeah. 
And I know that's something that has been helpful for me when I first started out, um, because in my community, uh, well, I graduated from grad school as a therapist and I wanted to start networking with people and get to know one and, uh, you know, get to know more people. And I would meet with a lot of people every now and then like one-on-one and, and get to know them. And then it's like so many people just became my friends. So when I would go to the therapist networking events, it was like just going to hang out with my friends. So I think there's a big difference when you're going to just like a networking thing that you don't know anything about and it's filled with 50 strangers and it is the business card like trying that I that would be my worst nightmare and I would never ever want to do that so I think there is something to be said about uh, small groups of community where you can get to know people and get to see them as your friends so now I look forward to networking events because it's like I'm going to go get to see my friends and I know in the beginning when I was getting used to it a lot of times I would just go outside, like we would meet at different places and there might be like a little back porch or some place that you can go or a little nook. And I would just go sit in it by myself. And sometimes someone else would come over and talk to me. And that would be cool because it's like a conversation instead of all the little, um, just a small talk with people like really quick, kind of like that speed dating. I don't like that. I like to get into deep conversations with people. Um, so a tip that I would give everyone is like, maybe if you are at one of those networking things, maybe finding a little cozy corner or just claiming your own little space and just sitting there the whole time. A lot of times I'll go and I'll sit in one spot the whole time. And the, the uh, crowd will shift a little bit and you'll get to meet a few new people, but it's not like you feel pressured, like going up and having to insert yourself into these circles and try and talk to everyone. Yeah. Joe, um, that makes me, so I've been to a couple, they were kind of trending in 2020 and early 2021, those virtual networking events where those business groups were, like you were saying, the only purpose is there to network. And everyone has to say like, this is my 30 second pitch and here's my ask and here's my give. And it's like, I do not like those. <laughs> um, I've had a couple like when they have like where it was a really nice environment and then there was breakout rooms, but really like those felt like super, I felt like I was like on like pressure to show up and sell versus say um, I've been in some Facebook groups where the, the owner of the Facebook group had like a casual coffee morning session and you could just show up as you were and just have a chat and there was like no structure or anything and I actually made quite a few like I met some clients and made business deals just organically completely naturally because no one was showing up to sell it just happened to be that we were talking about our work and our life and then it came up um And then the other thing that I found that really worked for me, um, and I was really lucky to have this, is I got my business bestie, Nicole, who also helps uh, to co-host Showing Up Solo. And we went to a conference last May, and I was so lucky because I could go with her. So we were there for, it was a full day event, and um, we kind of, we sat next to each other during the presentations and everything, because you're not chatting to people anyway. So it was nice to have a friend there. But then we kind of, we made an agreement that we were going to like split up during break time so we could have conversations. Like we're like, okay, we want to have a conversation with every person at our table. So let's each just kind of like divide and conquer. Let's try to have those conversations. And then at um, dinner time, by that point, by the time it's time to have the evening dinner, we had been in it so long. We'd had each other there to kind of like be a support be a crutch that we decided to split up and 
sit at completely different tables for dinner. And by that point, I was like so warmed up that I was ready to have a really good conversation. And I actually had a conversation with someone who later became a client. Like she hired us because of meeting us and having dinner. And I wouldn't have had that conversation if I hadn't, A, been alone, like, but, but B, had the chance to warm up because I went to a similar event later without Nicole and I tried, but it was so hard <laughs> because I guess I didn't have that warming up phase and that support of having someone else there, knowing someone else was networking with me so that all the pressure was off me. Yeah. I don't know. Amber, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I know you and I, you and I have, um, been in a couple group, uh, scenarios before. So, um, I wondered how was your experience of that kind of virtual networking in a non-networking setting, more of a, an online community setting? Sorry, I might thought my dog was just about to bark and I didn't want to flatter okay. my ears out. <laughs> um, so the online space is okay for me, um, but it does take me a bit. So I've, I've done like courses and stuff and, you know, there, we'll have like Zoom sessions like this. And um, if if I want to kind of like stick my hand up or, or say my piece, it will actually, or if I'm just, you know, we're introducing ourselves and we have to say our piece or whatever, it has actually been so hard for me to the point that I've actually gotten tears in my eyes and I'm like shaking and I'm, it's, it's really scary. Like I, I, I don't know if I'm like past, well, yeah, I guess I am past introverted because I have the anxiety on top of it, but the thought of, I would love to do in-person networking, but I'm just listening. I'm just sitting here listening to each and every one of you and just thinking, wow, <laughs> you're introverted, but you can still go and like see people in person, like real humans. <laughs> like The thought of that is just so, there's no way. I, I, I kind of barely leave my house. I'm, it's just the thought of no walking into a place and having to actually talk to people is just so utterly terrifying to me. And so my networking, I have yet to really network. Um, fortunately, I have Hannah. <laughs> See, you and, did network because we met through a group. Yeah, group. Like, but it was only because I, I don't know, you and I just kind of, I think I reached out to you through the program or through Instagram or something because there was something, I don't know if I mentioned you first or you messaged me first, but there was something because of the programs, we had been in several together and yeah. that's why. Um, I, think, I think I remember I reached out to you when you mentioned that you had anxiety and I was like, right. oh my gosh, this is my girl. I yeah. know what she must be feeling. And I was yeah. like, let me know how I could support you because, yeah. because she I feel like me. we need to, <laughs> we need to be there to help each other out. Don't you think? Like, I think it's much yeah. easier when you're surrounded by other introverts can I jump in and say I feel like this is such a perfect example though like the the networking doesn't have to be just oh I walked into the room and I worked the room like sometimes one of the, one of my best friends that I, we met because we went to a networking thing and we were both hiding in the room with the food <laughs> and, and you know and we were we joked about it and how we we're like I don't want to go out there you know and that was the thing that we had in common and you know now we've been 
great friends for 15 years. Actually, that's, he introduced me to Cindy. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Wes. Anyway, um, so sometimes success, and, and I was at a, recently at a, um, a mastermind group thing where someone who was highly sensitive person, highly introverted, and by the end of the day, you know, the, the leader was saying, okay, let's go around and everyone say your takeaways. And I mean, she was on the verge of tears. She was like, I, I, I've got nothing. I can't, I can't say another word. And everyone just honored her energy, you know, and I, and I really appreciated that she was like, I know I've, I've already, the fact that I'm even here is a huge deal, but then I think that really helped certain people connect to her. So then when it was kind of the private dinner later there were people you know they were in the corner kind of going oh honey I feel you I, I you know so I just think it, it, this is a perfect example like not networking is a form is still a form of networking if you're showing up even a little bit yeah yeah like you don't have to go out with the goal of giving people your business cards you can just go out and make connections on your own terms yeah, like one connection or you can even say well I know these people I don't want to know <laughs> yeah. okay I've ruled this or this event out I'll be going to something more like this you know but it's yeah it, it can be such like tiny wins can be a huge win absolutely go off of that I was I was going to add that um even just us here in this discussion if we go and say follow each other on Instagram and then tomorrow I meet someone who I could refer to one of you it's just that simple of staying connected so that when the opportunity comes up you can say oh you'd be a great fit for Jane let me reach out and connect you guys and so it's it's more natural and I feel like the more you do that whether it's through podcasts like this or just through friends and you just stay connected and you are doing it as a place of service, then you want to. Do you agree? Like then you just I want to. Totally. Yeah. Well, Shannon, that's how you and I have met is I was re referred to you by Verity Songong, who was a guest on my podcast, who I think I was referred to her by Agatha Brewer, who was another guest. So I got like, we got through this podcast guest exchange. And then that's you're on my podcast in yes. just a couple of weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's how I connected with you. And Cindy, I know you through Jane, because Jane is one of my few clients that I still do social media management for most of them. They have to, uh, like, I just do the coaching now, but I still help. I still do Jane's um, social media. And so I knew for making like audiograms with her guest episodes on your podcast and so that made me reach out to you so it's just funny that like you're networking without even realizing you're networking because there's just all these like little ripple effect connections that bring people into your your world yeah I think the theme here is like showing up um like showing up and then also being vulnerable so even just showing up a little bit even if you're scared even if you're nervous and then you can say like I'm really scared and I'm really nervous and even that like that can be what you do to make connections and I think the more that we can show like who we are and and how we're different and our little quirks and how we're weird because I I love the weird and yeah. and that really does make you stand out because if you're showing up polished with your business card and your elevator speech like you're just another person that has you know you really can't distinguish one person from another but if you can just kind of be yourself no matter what that is um I think that's a really great um great tip for networking 
I think um, I'm just going to tune in like with my own like two cents again, but um, there's also like a, uh, there's a big difference between public speaking and having uh, one-to-one conversations with strangers, because I think that's a lot of things people kind of, um, they think of the two together. Now, I, when I was a kid, I actually did this uh, thing called speech and drama, this speech and drama club was what I was in. And we did all these like public speaking <laughs> like there were exams and levels and stuff and so I got used to reciting excerpts from books from memory and poems and stuff and and like saying them in an interesting way so I got a lot of experience early on in public speaking and I have no problem speaking in public and yet put me in a room full of strangers and ask me to talk to someone and I, you know, I just lose the ability to speak and that terrifies me. So it's just really interesting. I don't know, have any of you experienced a similar kind of thing? Mine is the opposite. Like I hate public speaking. Like I've forced myself to do it when I was growing my business and do some presentations, but it is, my heart is racing. Like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I want to throw up. I want to run away. Um, but if I'm in a room, I'm, I mean, I don't love being in a room with strangers, but if I'm there for a purpose and I feel like I can make some connections, yeah, I can, you know, go up to someone and talk to them and have a one-on-one conversation. And so, yeah, mine's the opposite. <laughs> I feel like I'm actually currently working on not, not a master like keynote, but I'm working on like a presentation that I can go around and do in front of people. Whereas that feels scary, but doable. Whereas I feel like I'm almost more comfortable in that scenario than making the small, the forced small talk in person at an event, which is odd, but. No, I don't think it is because I feel like there's it's almost like Jane and the party planning, right? Like it's you're you're giving yourself a function. I have a function to fill, so it's okay. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, in control. Exactly. This is my scenario that I'm I'm in charge of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's funny because even for me, as terrified as I am of people and stuff like that, um, through, through my business career and being an admin assistant and stuff like that, I had to do presentations in front of like offices of two or 300. And surprisingly I could do that. But my trick was I, I wear glasses. Well, contacts, I wear contact contacts chronically, but what I would do is I'd wear glasses that day. And how I would manage to do it is I would just take my glasses off before I had to to do my talk. So, because for me, I'm not actually looking at people. I'm just looking at a sea of blur. (laughs) And so (laughs) as long as I can't actually see faces and facial expressions, I'm not actually making connections. I'm not actually looking at someone. And so I can just stand up there and, and talk, give my, you know, speech or whatever it is I have to do, because it's, it's the visual, which is the hard part is the looking, the eye to eye or, you know, catching people's eye. And they think I'm doing it, you know, because visually it looks like I'm looking at people, but they have no idea that they're just a sea of colors and blur and shapes. And then when I'm done, you know, I pop my glasses back on and I'm done. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm I'm a member of the glasses crew too, but I, I only need them mostly for just staring at the screen all day. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think I think this is just this is such a wonderful conversation, and I think we're diving into some really great things. But I do also want to be 
aware of our listeners' time. Um, so I don't know if we could maybe just do like a little round robin where everyone could give some of their like golden nuggets or key takeaways or best piece of advice or just something that can help the introverted listeners who are where we are or where we have been and worrying about getting out there networking and maybe they just need like a little extra push or piece of help. So we'll mix things up. I'll get, I'll start with you, Cindy. Yeah. I don't know. One thing that I've been thinking of is how I pivoted like during COVID to doing a different form of networking. So this might work for some of the people that might prefer to do online instead of in-person things. So I created on my website, just a calendar and it's called coffee and connection for like a little 30 minute thing. And I offer those um, and people can sign up for them if they would like to do some networking and, you know, I can choose how many I want to offer a month and all of that. Um, but I just think that that's a, a neat little way to do some, some of that online networking. And when people sign up for it, like, yeah, they are, a lot of people are strangers, but there's some kind of connection there. And it usually leads to something, you know, we're either guests on each other's podcast or we're helping each other out in some way or supporting one another. And so it's just a way of uh, building that community a little larger. If you don't have, um, you know, a lot of local in-person networking things to go to. I love that. I think that's a really good idea. And actually, um, I will just, that reminds me, there's a website out there. I don't know if any of you have heard of it called Pick My Brain. And you can just create a profile and then people can just book calls with you and you can choose to charge or not charge. You can be on there to provide coaching or mentorship or, um, or you can just be there to network. It's not sponsored or affiliated or anything. I just, I, I stumbled upon this and I, cause it reminded me what you said about the, the, the coffee and connection. Like there are places like that where you can just be like, here I am, chat to me if you want to, I'm out there. <laughs> um, Amber, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but would you like to do your little takeaways? Oh, I don't know if I have anything yet. Uh, I think that's I okay. Me. You don't have to. I'll, I'll listen to someone else still because I'm still thinking. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's what like we've been saying. There's no there's no pressure here. We're gonna honor everybody's energy. So Jane. Um, I will share. I was in a situation. I, I kind of joked that it was small talk boot camp where I had to go to a series of parties and and feel like I was on and it was overwhelming as an introvert and as a feel someone feeling shy. And my therapist at the time said, Jane, just be quiet and sparkle. <laughs> it's okay to just be quiet and sparkle. Like if you're if you look like you're fine others will assume you are. So don't wor stop worrying about what to say. And, um, and so again, just being, it allowed me to just show up in the spaces and be like, Oh, my only job is to just be quiet and sparkle. And, and then any conversation happened more naturally. So be quiet and sparkle y'all. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That should be a t-shirt or a mug. <laughs> a t-shirt with it. <laughs> yeah. Shannon. Oh, Amber, are you ready? No, no, go for it. <laughs> I thought of one. <laughs> Good. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I should say it while I have it in my brain because things fly. Um, it had to do back with our vulnerability talk. Um, what I have been practicing this past year or so is just that, is just kind of um, announcing 
that I'm introverted or announcing that I'm anxious or announcing that this is very difficult for me. And um, that seems to kind of lay the groundwork and people then kind of, like you said, share my energy or, or are very accommodating or welcoming. And uh, I find that since I've kind of opened up like that, it's, it's just made, it made it a little bit easier. And so I, I guess that could be a piece of advice, just if you're similar to, to us, then just, just let the, let the people know, let the world know. And people are usually pretty kind. <laughs> I think, I think I love that advice. It's, I always, um, nowadays I always like tell people like, I'm dyslexic. I have ADHD. Like, uh, even in the training I was doing this morning, I was having a really bad <laughs> dyslexic day after three days of, of presenting. And so I was getting my words mixed up and I was like, look, it's just, a, I'm having a, da- a dyslexic day. I'm not apologizing for it. Just letting you know that this is what's going on. You still have my full attention. It's just, yeah, a part of me. Shannon, um, what would you like to add as your takeaway? <laughs> I was just thinking about something we didn't bring up with, which is like LinkedIn and just the social networks that we're on and just to try to network in the places that you do feel comfortable and you already have those existing connections because that's important. And just, you know, even a little like here and there on someone's post can just keep you top of mind for them in case there's a connection that can be made. So I think that's important, even though sometimes we don't want to do that. We don't want to be on social. It's just nice to show up every once in a while. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And see, that's one of the like quiet ways that you can network. You know, you can do it in your own time, in your own space. You can just quietly like sprinkle seeds of connection around and not have to worry about someone responding immediately and having to come up with something interesting or witty to say. I just want to thank everybody for coming on. I think this was a really great episode. I think we talked about a lot. It kind of makes me want to do like a follow-up episode because I think there's just so much more to talk about. Um, But I would love, I'm sure there are people listening who have so much enjoyed the conversation that they want to connect with all of you. So let's do one last round robin and everyone can say where they can find you, how they can connect with you if they are interested in continuing the conversation. And I'm going to go back to you, Shannon. Sure. So I have the Second Act Success Career Podcast. You can hang out with me by listening there or just going to secondactsuccess.co has all the ways to connect with me. Great. Jane? Uh, JanecarterCoaching.com. You can see the website that Hannah just made me and <laughs> we just upgraded it. And um, and then you can follow me on Instagram um, at JaneCarterCoaching. Wonderful. Amber? Uh, hey, Amber. Uh, it will be heyamber.ca. <laughs> Wonderful. And Cindy? Yeah, it's uh, mountainpracticejourneys.com and I'm on Instagram at mountainpracticejourneys. And I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out, kind of pointing people in the direction of this podcast episode that I did with Susanna Horwitz. She's uh, also an introvert, highly sensitive therapist, and she did this beautiful episode on my podcast. It's episode 42, but it's, it was called embodiment for more joyful networking. And I just loved that concept. I hadn't heard of it before about how to be embodied while you're networking and while you're experiencing some of that anxiety. So I just would love for listeners to check that out. Cause I think that can be really helpful for that social anxiety that comes about with networking. 
Oh yeah. I love that. And I'm going to leave links to everybody's uh, socials and websites in the show notes. Cindy, I'm going to get you to send me that episode so I can link that. Jane, I also know that you have a meaningful gatherings checklist, which I think based on our conversation could be super useful for everybody. (laughs) And also for everybody listening, um, as you may or may not know already, I have been launching a one-to-one coaching problem, uh, coaching problem, (laughs) dyslexia (laughs) coaching program uh, that is all about helping you get the foundations for your marketing. But what's really nice about it is um, we get these bi-weekly one-to-one calls. So no matter what your comfort level is in terms of showing up, I will help you kind of come out of your shell a little bit and find a way to market that is comfortable for you. So if you're interested in that, there will also be notes. Uh, there'll also be links in the show notes. And again, I want to thank everybody for coming on the show. And I want to thank everyone listening for giving, um, for holding space and listening. And I hope it has inspired you to go and do some more networking. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of the Showing Up Solo podcast, you can show your support by liking, commenting, sharing, or leaving a review. Want to spend less time on your marketing and make better content? Head to showingupsolo.com to grab your free copy of our Full Circle Content Guide, the same time-saving method we use for creating our own content. Need more help getting your marketing in order? Learn how to build a marketing plan while working smarter, not harder. Our Setup for Success package gives you everything you need to create a marketing plan that is low maintenance, high impact, and perfect for generating consistent leads. Head to showingupsolo.com for more info. See you next episode.